welcome to another C3 Church Rockingham podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au. Well, I have a few moments to speak with you today before the service ends. And I did want to take time to look at what Christmas really reminds us all about today in a fresh sense. I just love the way the team have told the original story. But today I want to have a look at this thought of the star's first appearance in Matthew chapter 2. And I'll read a couple of verses for you and then jump straight in. Is that okay? Matthew 2 verse 1 says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Judea, during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn King of the Jews? We saw His star as it rose and we have come to worship Him. Everything we see in the life of Jesus is a picture of our life in God. And if you can open up your mind far enough today, you might understand that you have a star I have a star. Others recognise it before we do. It's an eternal light that illuminates our destiny. It locates us. Early this morning, I got up as I normally do on a Sunday morning, went into my office. And as I was going over this note, I suddenly realised that that star that appeared at Jesus' birth was literally like his personal location pin that you get on Google Maps. I couldn't help myself but open up my app and kind of look at that location pin as it, you know, as it kind of breathes in your map. And I kind of jotted down further and got down closer. I wanted to see how accurate it was and it was freaky. There's a window that's behind me in my office And that little blue dot was sitting almost directly behind my chair. I went, wow. We celebrate modern day technology, but actually here the Scripture says that Jesus had His location pin. A star was born when He was born. We're called to be light in this world. The star reveals the God plan for our lives. It is our personal location pin. In fact, the Bible says as a church, we are called to be a city on a hill. Each of the seven churches in the book of Revelation were referred to as stars. It doesn't matter which angle you take on this whole subject, Jesus, His star rising above Him, the seven churches in Revelations being called stars. The seven churches there were actually called the light in their region. The church that we're referred to as the city on a hill, God wants our lives to be on display for all to see. Stars are meant to shine. We're supposed to shine with the love of God. The love that we display reveals the God that we know. We're supposed to shine with humility, even though we might have our own star in the sky. I realise that there's this dynamic going on. If it happened for Jesus, it happened for me. But I understand that I'm not the star. The star is just something that lights up my life, the God factors in my life. But I've got to carry on a continual basis that humility, that whether success, wealth, fame happen to me or through me, I'm always going to give glory to the One who put the star in the heavens for me. 
that I'm gonna shine with generosity. We're the most generous people on the planet today. I think the appearance of the first star is supposed to remind us of those things that our lives are called to shine. I know you might wanna be one of those sincere Christian people who says, you know, I, I just like to play the game in the background and that's okay. But the reality is God said your life should shine with the qualities of heaven. That actually for your children, you're called to be the star hero in the story of their life. That in the things that you do in the marketplace, you should be standing out with the qualities of love and humility, generosity and faith. Our faith is strongest when everyone else's faith is weakest. The devil will never steal our faith. I think the number one thing that the first appearance of the star reminds us of actually is Bethlehem. And you kind of go, really? Yeah, when you, when you look at Bethlehem and where that star first showed up, it, it showed up at Bethlehem, which literally means the house of bread. And I'm sorry to go on this little detail for a moment, but it'll, it'll make sense when we come back on track. But, you know, right now our Australian cricket team are enjoying the benefits of a home ground advantage there in Adelaide. And you say, Pastor, why would you just go off on this unspiritual tangent? Just stay with me for a moment. But you know, one of our cricketers yesterday just smacked the greatest score on that ground ever, more higher than Donald Bradman himself. And it happened, I believe, because of the reality of the home ground advantage. It doesn't matter what your code is. It could be AFL or NRL or there's another one they do with a like bouncy ball and they put it in hoops. I can't remember what they call that. It, it, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter where you go in the codes. There's this thing called the home ground advantage. The team knows that team, be, that ground better than any other team. More supporters show up there. They shout louder. They get behind them. When their team gets down, they just holler even louder. And often they get their team over the line because of the home ground advantage. When the star first appeared, it highlighted Bethlehem, the house of bread. And uh, I don't know who needs to hear this today, but you need to be reminded that the greatest support that we have, the loudest celebration that we have for the Word of God is in the house of bread. That when you come to church, you have a home ground advantage. And when this Word is preached, it gets the loudest support. It gets the most agreement that when you're in a battle, when you go to the house of bread, you've got a home ground advantage because you've got a brother and a sister that will stand with you. When you're in a fight of faith, the house of bread is your home ground advantage. Your greatest support shows up in the house. You can be in the most obscure place on earth. Jesus was born <laughs> really <laughs> in a stable on the side of a fuel station to put it into today's context. That, that literal place that was a filling station and they would go there to lodge overnight and they'd go and look, get looked after in the motel hotel and the animals would be out there getting looked after. But here's Jesus in this obscure place. But because of the home ground advantage, right there in that obscure place, wise men came to Him with gifts. Because of that home ground advantage, the promises of God were fulfilled. The king of the day had planned to take him out, but he had 
a home ground advantage. You can be in the most obscure place on earth, but not lose your home ground advantage. It brings forth the promises of God. You really do have an unfair advantage because of the promises of God. Herod wanted the wise men to reveal Jesus' location when they found Him. But God's angels warned the wise men not to return to Herod. Joseph and Mary fled with baby Jesus before Herod ordered the death of every boy under the age of two. The devil may have issued your death warrant. He may have issued your death sentence, but I'm here to tell you this morning that God has already planned your deliverance ahead of time. How good is that? In verse 14 of the same chapter, that night Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother. And they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. I called my son out of Egypt. Herod was furious when he realised that the wise men had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance. Bethlehem reminds us of God's promises and God's protection. Can I remind you this morning that Psalm 91 verse 11 declares, He shall give His angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. I'm very aware of the environment that we live in with anxiety and fears and depressions kind of crowding in around about us. I don't know who this is for today, but somebody needs to be reminded that God has given His angels charge over your life. God has given His angels charge over your children. God has given His angels charge over your coming and over your going, over your Christmas season and your New Year season. Bethlehem reminds us of the home ground advantage. We have the promises of God, the protection of God. We also have the provision of God. You know, it was so funny to watch these little gifts being placed into the crib up here on stage. And that's what we do in production. We take creative licence to make things fit into the mould. But when you get to study the original gifts that were presented by these wise men, there was literally millions of dollars worth of gifts given at that moment. I'm not sure how big the package would have been, um, but it would have been larger than what we've seen here on stage. And it's amazing to think that Jesus from birth had a treasurer assigned to Him to look after the wealth until such time He could come of age and then access the, the wealth that was given to Him at His birth. Have you ever thought about that? I mean, some people read their Bibles and don't really read their Bibles, but when you read it with intent and follow it all the way through, it's no surprise that Jesus had a treasure in His adult ministry because He needed one at His birth. And we all understand that Jewish people above all other nations and ethnic backgrounds, they understand how to handle wealth. And so long before Jesus had the responsibility and the demands of ministry, the provision was there. And this home ground advantage that we have today and we have a reminder of, doesn't just tell us about the promises of God, the protection of God, but it does tell us about the provision of God. I'm so glad today that we have this promise in Christ that says the same God who takes care of me 
will supply all your needs from His glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. You need to know today that in Christ, God will supply your every need. In fact, we often think it's on its way, but the reality is it's always been there. He just makes sure that we get access at the moment of demand. And it leads me to my final thought as I come into land literally with this moment. That when I look at this story, when I look at the wise men, when I look at Joseph and Mary, when I look at everyone involved in this story, they had this understanding that God wanted to partner with them in A Star Is Born. I mean, imagine if we hadn't yet seen this story unfold on the earth and God was about to bring it to pass today in Australia in 2019. If in 2019, he had to find a 16 year old girl who had just been promised to her fiance and had kept herself and God had to find a 16 year old girl that would be prepared to carry the Saviour. And that story was about to break out. He'd have to find a teenager ready to partner with God in the story. He'd have to find a tempered Aussie male that could actually believe his 16-year-old fiance that this was actually God doing a miracle and she was with child without being with a man. Can I remind you that because we do have the home ground advantage, we don't have to labour the fact that it was a virgin birth, that we get full support for that when it comes from the book, yeah? (laughs) Well, mostly full support. might have some opposition in here, just quietly. That we don't have to labour over all those parts because it's in the book. But this final thought comes with Bethlehem, the house of bread, that God had to partner with Joseph and Mary. He had to partner with the wise men. God literally decided that He was gonna provide the wealth that was required for Jesus' life and destiny at His birth, not 30 odd years later when He might need to place a demand upon it. It's interesting to look at the fact that Jesus was 100% God, but 100% man also. That He was unable to operate on the planet as the Son of God. He had to operate as a human and walk through those things. The only difference was He was not born of original sin. Because some people think, that when you sin, you become a sinner. But actually, you sin because you are a sinner. And the only difference between Jesus and the rest of humanity is He was not born of original sin. I know some of us would like to think that we were born different to everyone else and I was born without that default nature of sinner. But the reality is we we sin because we're sinners. And Jesus came to deal with and wipe out that sin issue in us. Can I remind you that you have a home ground advantage? 
that wherever your family's at, you are at in the journey of your life, it's in the house of bread that you'll get your greatest victories. When you're up against your greatest opposition, there are more people in the house of bread shouting for you, supporting you, cheering you. When we go through the journeys of life, the celebrations that are greatest are those that on our home ground. As the star was born, He reminds us that we are called to live in the light. It's okay if you get wealth, if you get fame, if you get success, if you get prosperity. If that happens through you, that's great, that's fine. Let's just remember that it all gets lifted back up to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. This Christmas season, let's be reminded that we have been called to live a life that shines, that brings light into other people's worlds that stands out from the rest of the crowd. And we know how to bring forth that line through humility, through love, through generosity. And that's why when it comes to partnership with kingdom responsibility, I love what this verse is here in Corinthians. It says, He will keep you strong to the end so that you will be free from all blame on the day when our Lord Jesus Christ returns. God will do this for He is faithful to do what He says. He has invited you into partnership with His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Joseph and Mary said yes to God's partnership. The wise men said yes to God's partnership. But what about you? Have you said yes to a partnership with God for life? Let me pray with you. Father, thank You today that we can be reminded that Christmas and the Star is Born story is not just about recounting the history of our faith in You, but also about being reminded that You've called us to shine most of all in the house of bread, that when we find and locate our destiny in You there, Everything that we do throughout the rest of our journey will bring glory to Your Name. Father, I pray today for those that find themselves in a low ebb of faith with You. Those that find themselves in a place of discouragement instead of courage. Those that find themselves flat instead of buoyant. That God, today You'd encourage them with these words. Breathe fresh life into them in this moment, in Jesus' name. This is the end of the podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au or call us on 9524 5055.